Hello and welcome. It's Motivational Monday by Jim and Lucy. Today we have a special guest that will help you to overcome the challenges because she has all the advice for you to overcome those challenges you're facing when it comes to productivity. Well, it's true. We all want to be extremely productive to achieve more, to get closer to our dreams, goals. And we kind of get tired from time to time to hear about the productivity, do more, get closer to your dream. So today's special guest is Megan Halstein. Hello, Megan. Hello, Lizzie. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Please introduce yourself and sure to our listeners where you're from and what do you do that is so special? Well, I know because we invited you, but tell to our listeners, please. Uh, I'm Megan Holstein. I'm a personal development writer from Columbus, Ohio. Um, I used to be an entrepreneur working in that sort of very busy high tech space. And I didn't like the, I didn't like the hustle culture. I didn't like the always on attitude at work. So I decided to become a personal development writer instead and focus on productivity techniques for people who are not always working, who are not always on, who have other demands on their time. Well, that's impressive. Thank you for introduction, Megan. Uh, so tell me more about that. I didn't like the hassle because we kind of gotten used to hear that you have must hustle. I became an entrepreneur when I was uh, pretty young, late high school, early college, and my first company got a lot of unexpected success. And one of the first things I noticed was this hustle culture. Uh, I noticed people around me were working 60, 70, 80 hours a week routinely. And this was treated like a very normal thing to do. Um, and it didn't make any sense. That makes sense perhaps in industries where you have to be on call or where there can be emergencies. But oftentimes there is no there is no red hot emergency that we need to be tending to. Sure, it's nice if things get done on time and it is really, really nice if we're able to make quarterly reports or make our bosses happy, but no, like a lot of things can wait until the next day or until when we're well rested and able to deal with them. But in hustle culture, you don't. If it is physically possible for you to finish a task sooner, you're expected to do so even at the cost of your own health or sanity. Well, that's so true. I, I kept saying this, that's one of the reasons I uh, often choose when I choose the clients, I choose the ones that the flex has flexible team mm -hmm. and the teams that are, you know, not classically structured because when you join the project that has classical team structure, you like facing hours and hours of unnecessary meetings when there are 10 people on call, basically doing nothing. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I too, I make an effort to stay away from clients who expect immediate or near immediate responses, especially because um, I do a lot of content writing work and there's really nothing that urgent about getting content out. If you have an urgent need for content, then you should have been writing it days or weeks ago so yeah so, sorry yes please go on 
it, this touched on a frustration I've been having um, with client work on my own recently. Yes, I understand what you mean. So basically for many clients, uh, when they come to you and they say, I need it today or 24 hours from now, uh, it's just lack of planning and lack of planning is like a pretty good part of productivity. Is that correct? Yes. I don't know if you would, um, I imagine you'd agree with the sentiment, but I find that when people wait until the last minute or they have this hustle mindset or they expect things to be done very promptly, things might get technically done, but they're never as nice and they're never as high quality as the products and services you create when you have plenty of time or when you, I don't want to say when you have plenty of time, when you spread the workout over several days or weeks, as opposed to feeling a pressure to get it done all at once. Um, yes, yes, I, I agree. I agree with you. So the topic for today is actually the productivity under any circumstance. And you as professional on the personal development of productivity topics, you said that you know how to apply productivity advice when you don't have much time or money and so how do you do that? What the advice you have to our listeners? Thank you for the segue. That's what I was uh, searching for. Um, my advice is a little unconventional on this matter. A lot of my readers think that, or a lot of my detractors think that I'm too harsh, but I think that a big part of the reason hustle culture doesn't work is we're just being asked to do a bunch of things that don't need to be done. Uh, people have these cumbersome project management or productivity methodologies that they use, or they have these recurring daily, weekly, monthly tasks that they feel are important to their project. But when you, when you test this theory out in the real world by removing those responsibilities, it turns out they were never doing a lot for us in the first place. We might emotionally feel like they were very productive things to do, but the reality is that when we get rid of these things, nothing really goes wrong. For instance, a lot of people feel that social media marketing, either for their personal brand or for their business, is this really productive thing to be doing. I hear people very often say, oh, I should be focusing on social media more. And I can't deny that there are some use cases for social media marketing. Uh, artists and freelancers and visual freelancers, for instance, get a lot out of Instagram. But I find more often than not that social media marketing is a business distraction. It's a, it's a personal distraction. If you get rid of that, you find you don't lose very much, but you get back massive amounts of time. That's a huge resource that is going untapped. Hmm. That's an interesting opinion. As they say, as many people, there's many opinions, right, around. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course, as there are many uh, cases for the use of social media, but for personal, I 100% agree that removing social media or at least limiting it significantly, uh, it's extremely helpful, especially when we get those reports for how harmful it is for teenagers and for the early emotional development. So what will be your advice, uh, the productivity management when you don't have much money? What will that be? Most of the productivity systems I write about in, uh, so I'm the author of Work Less, Finish More, and all of the productivity systems I recommend in my book, they do not cost 
money. Uh, I personally do not pay. I know there are a lot of people in the productivity space who love to pay uh, for monthly recurring subscriptions to various like productivity software, or they read certain kinds of books, or they pay for these courses or something. I can't say I ever took advantage of any of that while I was working on these things for myself. Um, when I was building these systems out for myself, I didn't have a ton of money and I was going to university and running a full-time business. So I didn't have any time either. So I guess my advice, I guess what I have to say, and this is very simple, um, stay away from that stuff. If you think you need some, the, the theme here is digital minimalism, right? We think we need all this digital stuff around us, but in reality, a lot of it is not creating very much value for us. So if you're thinking about adding anything into your digital life, whether it be a new productivity system or a piece of software or time spent on social media or time spent reading newsletters, um, really take a hard look at it and make sure it's bringing you not just any value, but a value that is worth the time investment you're putting into it. Oh, that's amazing. You actually, right now, you sound like any financial advisor to advise you to go and look back what you subscribe on and most of the things that you're not even using anymore. <laughs> so in terms of productivity is the same. You don't benefit from many things that you subscribe for to try because you heard about it and you might be helpful, but in many cases it's not helpful. So tell us more about your book, please. Uh, Work Less, Finish More is my book about, uh, about how to spend less time working and get more done. I'm not a big fan of busy work. So in, in the book, I start by taking the reader through an explanation of what it truly means to be productive. And your financial metaphor is very flattering because that's essentially the approach I talk about. It's like budgeting, except instead of budgeting dollars, you're budgeting minutes. And you wanna look at your schedule or more loosely how you spend your time and see if any of that you can easily get back. Yes, as they always say, you can make more money, but you will not get those hours back, right? Yeah. So I start off, I start off teaching the reader just about ways to think about time budgeting. So there's the 80-20 rule, of course. Uh, the notion that 80% of your results come from 20% of your inputs. Uh, then talking about motivation myths and willpower myths, multitasking myths. There are a lot of myths in the productivity space. And the reality is that once you peel all those myths back and you get at the core of the issue, that it's just about getting rid of things that take up your time that are not worth it, it turns out productivity can be pretty simple. What gets in the way for, for me and for a lot of people is the emotional things. We know that scrolling Instagram is not a productive thing to do and it's really not helping us achieve any of our goals in life. But in that moment when you're scrolling, you're telling yourself a story, oh, I'm just relaxing, oh, this is fine. If you take a, an objective view, you can say to yourself, oh, there are other ways I could relax that would help me relax more and wouldn't take up as much time and would be more satisfying for me emotionally. I agree. Well, that's impressive. So dear listeners, I'll encourage you to go to Mika's website. You can find a link in the description to this episode. Order the book, contact her and read her articles and everything. Well, you will find a lot of value. Thank you, Megan, for sharing it all with us. And before we go, uh, 
We always ask our guests at the end of the episode to share the piece of advice or the exercise or the tip that they can use this particular li- uh, this particular week to improve their lives. Here's my tip for you listeners. Go onto your phones and go through any notifications you have and disable the ones that are not worth being interrupted for. Chances are you've got dozens or hundreds of notifications in your phone right now, but most of them have interrupted you and they're not about anything important. They're coupons or they're from old apps you don't use anymore, or they're notifications that someone you know liked a post that you put up sometime in the past. Go through these and pick out the ones that are not serving you anymore and make sure you don't get them. This is extremely helpful. Thank you very much, dear listeners. This was Megan Halstein and her amazing advice on how to be more productive and how to pursue your goals with digital minimalism and actually achieve more with spreading less of your attention around for things that are not necessary. Thank you, Megan. It was a pleasure having you here today. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be on. This is Motivational Monday by by Jim Jim and Lucy. Lucy. Follow our podcast and check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.